This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 2024 is a brand new year, but it's the same old Mansfield town. That's the same old winning Mansfield Town, by the way. A tuna win at league leaders Stockport County on New Year's Day puts the Stags just two points behind the league leaders with two games in hand. It's time to take stock, Port, and talk all things future. Can the Stags achieve the impossible dream? Can the Stags win Skybet League 2? Do they need to delve into the transfer window? Do they need to move some players out? Do they need to tie up some players' futures? And can this revival continue? This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Come and have your say on your team as we start a brand new year with a fantastic feeling, one of winning and one that anything is possible. Good evening and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the, the show where we keep following the fortunes of our favoured Mansfield Town FC. And follow them we did to Stockport County on New Year's Day where the Stags were tuna winners and closed themselves down on the top of the league. The league title race is well and truly on. Is that going to be the 2024 theme, chasing down the title or is there lots more twists and turns still to come? Have your say on your team in the comments throughout the live show, and we would love to share them and talk all about them. But it's not just me that's going to be here reacting to your comments, questions, and opinions. Oh, no, we've got a fantastic panel of all things Mansfield Town lined up for you. Let's start by saying hello and good evening uh, to the man who says that red is the new... Whatever it is, I can't read his name, so I've not put the I've not put the things on the bottom of the screen. How bad is that of me? I should uh, I should do that. I should 
I should do it. I can't do it. Anyway, hello, Clive. Hello. What I said was red is the new amber. Ah, there you I've go. Become a, I've become a fan of the away kit since you've, uh, it's proved to be invincible. Well, there you go. Uh, let's hence, make... hence, I'm wearing it tonight, though. Oh, there you go. See, Clive, is, he, he just loves all things red. Uh, let's say hello to the man who loves all things amber. It's Alan Wilson. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Clive. Good evening, everybody. And I'm probably going to regret pressing unmute here and switching camera to cam because we spent 20 minutes before the show trying to get his audio to work. If it doesn't, this will be his last appearance on the podcast and we'll never see him again. Hello, Cam. Hello. I can't hear myself back this time and I can hear you. Can you hear me? That's brilliant. Well, you're still in the cardboard box, but... Well, I'm not. That's definitely you. That's definitely you issue, but we'll, uh, we'll fight about that afterwards because I'd love to punch you in the face just for old time's sake. How are you? All right? You had a good Christmas? Good New Year? Nobody well... cares. Terrible. <laughs> no, seriously, you're right. You good? Yeah. Yeah. All good. Um, I'm dying from New Year's Day. To be honest, I've got such a bad cough at the moment. Like I'm on about a million cups of tea a day, and uh, yeah, very, very rough. It's a horrible day. I think you're ah, fine. Comment. Your audio yeah. isn't great, Craig. Have that. Yeah. Since you've come on, I bet if I turn you off, you go absolutely. I bet we we go absolutely fine. Yeah. Go um, <laughs> Genuinely, though, New Year's Day was uh, the perfect way to start the year, wasn't it? Yeah, perfect. Couldn't think of any any better way to start it. Um, I think the only way, personally, it would have been better is if there was more of us there. It was about the only thing that was a little bit disappointing about New Year's Day. There was only 900 of us instead of 1,400, 1,500 that they could have been, which is really disappointing. There you go. <laughs> Certainly is. Alan, it was a great way to, to start the uh, the brand new calendar year. And what better the way what better way to start than with uh, with victory over the league leaders? It sets a precedent, doesn't it, for uh, for what's coming up. Cracking win, cracking performance, especially the second half. They just they just did what they had to do, Craig. And it was nice to want to see the uh hierarchy shall we say coming over at the end nigel and the gang and i've never seen nigel so animated it was brilliant viewing clive you said that uh, red is the new amber is it the new lucky color it certainly uh, convinced me i don't i've never been a big fan of the red top and i was surprised when they adopted it but we've not lost wearing it uh, on the occasions we've had to bring it into play so in my opinion now it, it becomes uh, a permanent away uh, colour class shirt but we'll see we'll see at the end of the day we played well we, we, we could have worn maroon and would have played well um, we uh, we have a team that's performing regardless what colour shirt they're wearing And long may that continue uh, as well as we go in towards uh, the, the upcoming fixtures. Uh, as always, uh, keep keep your comments coming in and have your say on your team. Uh, Simon's kicks off tonight. Alan saying, evening, guys. Having heard of a minority of booing our players at previous home games, we all need fans at home to be 100% behind the team. 12 home games left. Win them all. I don't know. Uh, I know it doesn't work out that way. Equals 36 points. Uh, that should see us promoted. Let's start at the mill on Saturday. 
Yeah, well, it, it's always a, a good sign if Mansfield score an early goal. That gets the f fans going, and which in turn gets the team going again. I, th I think it, it goes hand in hand. Sometimes it's quite quiet, but can't we all? You know, it's just one of those things. You can't sing 90 minutes, but if they get something to cheer or the uh, call faithful, we'll uh, be there in abundance. And it is about that support now, Cam, because we've set this bar for ourselves. We've set something to try and close down, a target to try and achieve. And we need that support to keep going because we know that when we get a bit of momentum behind us, we've seen it in previous seasons, that good can come. We can come. We've just got to really just keep our eyes on the prize and stick together and not get too disheartened when a little bit of a bump in the road does inevitably turn up. Well, you'd think that bump in the road was uh, Friday night under the lights at, uh, at home to Doncaster with the way that some people reacted uh, behind the bench. It, it, it was quite noticeable. Me and Alan were in the doing the PA, obviously Alan doing that, doing his usual job, and I was playing the music, and it was quite noticeable that there was quite a few discontent people in that sort of area after the game. And it's like, why? All right, it weren't the greatest performance, but it wasn't a loss. But the problem that we've had in previous years was we'd have lost that sort of game. The first full season under Clough, making Wembley, we'd have lost that sort of game. Think to Harrogate, think to Sutton, uh, think to Swindon last season. Think uh, it, it, There's just so many examples where we'd have lost that game. And this season, we just don't seem to lose them. And the one occasion was Swindon and it was a sucker punch right at the very end of the game in a game that we probably should have been a bit more comfortable in. But these other games, like Monday, where I think any of us would have taken a draw on Monday, away at Stockport. They'd only lost once at home all season, scored most in the league alongside Knox County, and they just looked absolutely solid. And we've gone and made them look absolutely bang average. And then all of a sudden, all these people that were so discontent on Friday night are just nowhere to be seen. It's always a minority. Uh, Clive, I think one thing to sort of pick up from that is, like Cam said, you know, we have made that progress on uh, on the pitch and have certainly seen that. But I think there's always going to be doubt in the back of Stags fans' minds, isn't there? The fact that, you know, we have been in these positions before and uh, it's ended in heartbreak. Yeah, I mean, most of us have watched, have watched the Stags for a long, long period of our lives carry this, if you like, this baggage of impressed failure in other words we we know we we can fail we've done it plenty of times in the past we seem to have a knack of doing it um and i think it takes some shifting now those of us that have got a bit of a you know can think the way around things rationally are saying actually we shouldn't be adopting that attitude you know i've been at it 50 years and most of that time has been a failure but i, I can see past that i'm afraid some of the knobheads that we've been alluding to never see past that situation and uh, and it doesn't matter what you do they're always going to be there there's not many of them but they tend to be vocal they tend to get up people's noses you, you just have to ignore them and if they if their uh, conduct is sufficiently bad get them thrown out that's the way forward with those things uh, and obviously on the away trips you get a fair amount of beer talk which doesn't help sometimes but that's that's what football's about you know um, but Camit on the thing on the nail on the head in previous seasons, we'd have played well and lost the game. Um, 
they were lucky to get the goal they did because about the only attempt they made and it was a it was a fluke that it, it came back to their player in the way that it did or admittedly he scored it but that's all they made in the game really um but we didn't do enough to win and i think therefore you have to say the draw is right and if one draw and four successes over christmas new year period is um to be congratulated nothing else at any time under any circumstance if you can walk away with 13 out of 15 on a busy period of play like we have um i think you, it, the writing's a bit on the wall now we should fear nobody on the running now there's not a team i can look at and say we would expect to lose against these that won't mean we won't lose against some teams of course that would be daft to consider that but there's nobody we should say well we're going to win these games but we don't expect to take anything away from this particular fixture because that's not the way we are now and in fact i think we're a stronger team away from home than we are at home at the moment yeah i think what clive just said there alan it basically takes my next question uh, out of off the off the tip of my tongue really and that's the fact that you know we we are in a strong position and every single supporter from other clubs that messages on twitter or instagram trying to get that opposition fan view as we often uh, as we often do on this podcast uh, go and guest on others um says that of all the teams that they've seen this season mansfield's are the ones to fear and wasn't it Nigel that alluded to? He said, you know, getting 13 out of 15 is fantastic. But he said, like a lot of people, we would have expect well, we'd have, we'd have settled for a draw against Stockport, you know, if we'd have beat Doncaster, but it ended up the other way around. And that's just how it's going to be for the rest of the season. We'll probably, you know, win, win the ones that we uh, expected to, draw some of them maybe. And it's just the defeats that we need to get rid of. You know, we've only lost once this season and, uh, you know, it, it bodes well for the rest of the season if we can just carry on playing. But like Clive and some of the comments have alluded to, people will just come and park the bus. But it's that early goal, isn't it? You get an early goal and every, every plan that they've got has to go out the window. Otherwise, they're going to lose at least 1-0. And it's as simple as that. Keep playing how we are doing and, uh, you know, results should come our way. Cam, you and I have been doing this podcast for seven years now. Seven long years. And it's always been League Two, League Two, League Two, League Two. And I think one thing that we've sort of done on this podcast over those years, possibly me the more than, than anyone, is, is have this little word called pessimism going around and being banded towards us. Um, and I think... As much as I don't want to come across a pessimist at this moment in time, because we're second in the league, two points off top with two games in hand and having lost one game in 24 league games, there is a real nagging voice, which is, please don't get too carried away. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. It's uh, We've been here before sort of situation and... Out of the seven years that we've done this, out of every occasion of us being top three at New Year, of which there's been three occasion, uh, four occasions, sorry, just like being in and around the top three, top four, hmm. this is by far the most confident that I am. But as a result of, as for mentioned seasons, 
we've got to keep ourselves grounded because we've been in here this situation before and we've blown it every single time. And whether that be a final day loss at Milton Keynes or or it, uh, just blowing it at Wembley or missing out by one goal. We've been here before and we don't want to feel it again. So, yeah, like you said, we can't get carried away, but I think there is a lot more to be excited about this season, which is ridiculous because this league is by far the most competitive it has been mm. quite a few seasons on the basis of you've got quite a few teams that are starting to be bankrolled. That Well, the two that came up from below. You've got a couple that have come down from above that started at Milton Keynes and started to do all right again. Morecambe thought they were going to cause some real problems. But then the opposite, and you've got Forest Green that are just going to slide and keep going. But they've, but you know that three points aren't guaranteed against everyone. So, it's a weird... the, prob- the problem we have, Cam, is that we've watched the Stags for long enough to realise that we've gone come close so many times, and then it's it's disappeared. That we've we've adopted a fatalistic attitude towards this season, which is to say, when's the bur- bubble going to burst? You know, and I don't think. In all honesty, we've had any reason this season to adopt that stance. We've lost one game, which arguably we shouldn't have lost, in the whole season. We've conceded fewer goals than anybody. Our goal expectation is high. Our goals uh, conceded expectation is low. And we have a squad with depth this time. So I just, and if you listen to the players, they're really enjoying it. And that's a really good sign. So I think whilst the fans have every, have every right to be just cautious, they don't want to feel let down, um, there's no reason, no logical reason why anybody should feel that way today about exactly. this season. You look, all right, we're not scoring as many as two other teams around us, but we're not conceding as many. We're not conceding these stupid goals. And that's something that Nigel's brought up numerous times. And the only two, there's only two teams that have conceded less goals than us in Leicester and Liverpool, of which one's top of the Championship, one's top of the Premier League. That's a massive achievement from where we were last season and the season before, just giving away stupid goals. The transformation, it has to be said, has been absolutely phenomenal, but I don't think it's been a transformation which has been brought and built overnight. Uh, Let's delve into some comments and then we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, I'll ignore the Notts County comment for now because uh, from Paul because we can laugh about that later on, can't we? Uh, Simon says, love Monday. What, what a time to be a Stags fan. Paul says, the fight is well and truly on for League Two and it's going to be as big as watching Tyson Fury. Simon adds, stop, Port fans. We're quiet. We need to transfer some of the away atmosphere to home. Um, Leon says, uh, the second half of the season will also be lots of games like the Donny game. We've got to stick by them. We need to accept that teams are just going to come and stop us rather than beat us. Uh, Greg says, I've not been this confident about a squad since we went up to League One. Um, uh, where else are we? Uh, Ashley says, 39 points is what we uh, need in the running. We're a long way from a running as yet, in my opinion. Um, and also says, can I ask a serious question? How many points do you think we will need for the for the top three? Let's come on to that a little bit later on, because I think we're a long way off. But I think it's easy to, to surmise that if we match what we've done in the first 
23 games of the season will be absolutely fine. Um, Simon says the likes of Flint, Aikens, Quinn, Pym will get us over the line. I think that's a prime time to actually, Alan, come back to my previous comment in terms of talking about this transformation. I was talking about this on a, a Morecambe podcast, which will be out um, on Saturday, um, and basically was asked, what is it that's made Mansfield Town so formidable this season? And I think for me, Alan, it's not this season. It's the work which has been done by Nigel Clough and his team, including the, the input from the Radfords, over the last 18 months. There's one thing to attribute this position to right now, and it's the word patience. Yeah, I, I would agree. And also, you know, like we said last week on last cast, I don't think it's, uh, what's the matter? I can't think of the word I'm after. It, it, it's the squad. Nigel, uh, Nigel has learned his lesson, like we said last week, I think. He's got a bigger squad when you've got in Porter creeping up now with their injuries, you know, seven, eight players, and they really struggling because they haven't got the squad to cope with it. It was like us last year. We've learnt from that mistake. And I think two things go hand in hand. We haven't got as many injuries this year. But the injuries that we have had, when people have come in and do the job, you know, it's like uh, people, you know, they could put in. It doesn't really matter. You know, and I just think it, it's same as you said. And he's built the squad after with the injuries. Bloody bots on Facebook chat. Let me block them. Right, carry on. Can, can I just say, we never had bots when Cam wasn't on. Exactly. This is exactly the point. You come back and you ruin the whole... App. You ruin the absolute whole... Where is it? Where is it? Let me get it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Which one is it? You, ru you ruin the whole... <laughs> head. I think you need to import a ding, a bell ding onto that. Why? Yeah. This is the only remnants of Nathan Edge we have on this podcast now. This bell. <laughs> Can we go back to the conversation, please? Where were we say I had a perfect comment lined up and everything. Uh, Clive, as Richard says in the uh, the comments here, the previous two times we've been in this league position or around it at this stage of the season, we weren't as strong as this squad. People need to be confident. The squad of players that have, have been assembled have done nothing to let the fans down this season. No, he's absolutely right. And if you listen to Bowery's after-match interview, he said exactly the same thing. You know, we had four changes for this game. He said, but those four players could have been starters. That's how good our squad is. Have I bored him? Has he gone? Oh, he's he's come back again. He's gone for his, he's gone for his bot bashing stick. had stolen this manky-chewed bone off the edge of my desk and... Uh... Yeah, was, was potentially cutting his teeth on it. So uh, I just had to pick it up from him. Bad dog. Bad dog. Lie down. Uh, right, where were we? What were, what were you talking about, Clive? Yeah, no one cares. Move on. Bowery. Oh, Bowery. Yeah, let's talk about Bowery. We can do... What do you want? Stop trying to nick this bone. It's not happening. Go away. We've got bots. We've got dogs. We've got Cam ruining the show. It's all going wrong tonight. Alan, bring us back to some sense of normality, please. I've had to put my sausage away downstairs. <laughs> sausage dog. <laughs> I just think it's quite comical, actually. <laughs> you have different opinions and different things. My little Bruno's watching the podcast downstairs, so it's fine. Do you know, I was a guest on the Crew Alexandra podcast earlier this week as a pre-recording, 
and uh, they're so much more professional. Most <laughs> <laughs> <Us> professional. <laughs> I, can't be- I can't believe, Cl- Cam, that Clive has got the audacity to question our professional stuff. You know what happens to- when people question our professionalism, don't you? In a bit. Hey! <laughs> 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 for that performance. Let's let's go back to uh, to talking uh, all things uh, all things stags, Alan. Whilst Clive figures out how to get back into the conversation, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the stags for over. It's just got. We've got so many comments coming through tonight. It's just got off the screen again. Steve says, supported the Stags for over 50 years. Never seen such exciting times. Stags fans have a mentality of show me first, then I'll believe it. I already believe. Yeah, I'm going to say, it it, it brought it down to me with the state of Nigel when he came over. I have never, ever seen him so animated. It was really good to see. And he... He can believe, can't he? Because, you know, he's got the squad. He's got the mentality. He he picks the teams like we know he does. Because, I mean, I think I was only in the uh, comments, I was only one off on Saturday when I picked the teams. I thought Macca had come back in. Clark, we, we knew he was due for a run out. And it proved very vital in the end. Because, uh, you know, I think he was uh, given the man of the match win, DLA Clark. And he certainly deserved it. And it's just the squad. Get this squad motivated, which they are doing, because the players that are playing don't want to lose their place. But if they do lose their place, they're not sulking about it. They just get on the bench and they know they're going to get a run out eventually. And it's a good squad. It's a good feeling around the place. It's very exciting and there's a good buzz about the place, isn't there? Question from Danny Clive. I'll put it to you. Welcome back, by the way. Uh, Am I the only one that thinks we're lucky to have only lost once. Another run of eight draws will seriously affect our season. I think we need to bring in a striker and defender to cover the injuries we might have. Um, you've been overly, overly negative, but I take the point. We do need a striker. If only the fact that, you know, Oaks seems to be a spent match at the moment. Yeah, I think that's the only sort of uh, negative to come out of uh, New Year's Day, Al, isn't it? Isn't it? The, the fact that Reese Oates pulled up injured so early doors. It just, it's because he gives 100%, Clive. And I mean, like, you know, there's, it shouldn't have really gone in. You know, it could have toned it down a little bit. But that's the type of player that he is. Anyway, I mean, I think it was the, it, their goalkeeper that actually kicked Reese, not the other way around. How uh, they were saying on the. Uh, uh, interviewers after and whatever, but uh, it's just a case of carry on with what we've got, you know. Unless I would imagine Nigel's already looking, but it's gone quite hard, of chap, hasn't it? If that was a serious thing in the first place, yeah, it has. We'll talk transfer window again uh, later in the show, but I want to go back, Cam, to what we were talking about a, a minute ago when we were talking about um, that stability and that patience that has been shown from from John and Carolyn Radford. Regardless of what happens at the end of this campaign, you have to say that Mansfield are in this position for a reason, and that is the fact that they have shown patience with with Nigel Clough. They've allowed him to build a squad over the last two, three years since he's he's walked through the door. And that ultimately is what is proving the difference at the minute. You look at the likes of Salford, who year upon year have got this ambition to get into League One, but don't stick with a manager for long enough. Other teams who go up and 
maybe don't invest in, in players enough. You look at, for example, let's take Steve Evans for an example. Everywhere he's been has had overnight success in the short term, but the longevity of every single club, well, it's been like a war zone after he's left because it, it's in financial ruin. You don't get that feeling with Nigel Clough and, and the work that he's done putting players in place, not just on six-month contracts, not just on one-year deals. We bring in players in on two-year contracts with options of a third. We're building for a future. And I said this on the Morecambe podcast as well, that we won't need to do anything in the summer other than extend contracts and, and make sure that they're tied in for another year because we already have a squad which is capable of competing at that level. And that's due to the work and due diligence which has been done by John and Carolyn, and in allowing Clough and his team to have that patience and have that long, drawn-out process. Yeah, it is. And I don't know if anybody remembers a certain Mr David Sharp, uh, but he commented after the game, retweeting on something uh, on Twitter, or X. Uh, great, he literally says, great to see his stags flying. Given time and backing, this is what Nigel can deliver. And he's right. And he was... Part of the reason why Nigel is still here. If he'd have thought that Nigel wasn't doing the job, would he have told John and Carolyn to get rid of him? Yeah, but they all saw the same thing. They all saw that he needed the backing, he needed the time. And Nigel Clough, regardless of where he's been, it's never been an instant fix. It's always been a slow building project. If he'd have been given time at Derby, if he'd have given better time at at Sheffield United, but you just look what he did with Burton and how far he took them. That took so bloody long to get them to the championship, but they gave him the resources and the time to do it, and he went and did it. There's absolutely no reason why he couldn't do the same for us, but as fans and as as the owners and as whoever, we need to give him time to do what he does. And all right, it might have ta- might eventually have taken us three full seasons of Nigel Clough to get us to League One. But that's better than a a season and a bit of Steve Evans where he buggered off before the job was done and then we failed in the most spectacular circumstances. I think Leon has hit the nail on the head here, Clive, with this comment as well, saying, I thought it was interesting in Nigel's pre-crew interview, he spoke about the next 10 years uh, of what we are trying to do with the academy is very much a focus on the long term and the we, which includes Nigel Clough. Yeah, I think you can take the we with a bit of um, latitude because I don't see Nigel being involved in uh, National Town Football Club in 10 years' time. I think what he's trying to do is to build sustainability into the club's progress because, as you say, the Steve Evans phenomenon is a, can be a flash in the pan before he burns his bridges and, without mixing any more metaphors, pisses off. We... Um, we have to say that Clough's been given the luxury of time in a way at our level isn't normally offered to managers, and that's testimony to the owners. The days of the long tenure like Dario Gradi at Crew are long gone. Managers don't get that time anymore. So for, for Clough to be moving into his fourth year under the uh, stewardship of this football club demonstrates how committed the owners are to the longer term. And I think the things around the ground that need to be done can only ever be realised in the longer term. My, my, without changing the subject too much, one thing that worries me slightly is that we're now up to capacity, pretty much. 
and a promotion is going to put that under enormous pressure next year. And but we don't have any short-term solutions in place, as far as I can see. And not, the long-term solution that we know of. No, not that we know of, and quite you're quite yeah. right to point that out. But what the um, the fans would like to know is what what ideas people have got. Of course, I mean there are little bits around the edges they're doing, like they're building a, a fan zone on the training pitch, um, which presumably will be in place before the end of this season, which gives the fans a bit more of a, uh, an experience. Because at the moment the facilities, the fan zone facilities, aren't very good. The pitch itself needs to reinvest in, and the ground. Well, we've covered this so many times. There's so there's so many problems with the ground that nothing's going to change in the short term. There. Mm. Sorry um, to change the subject there, because no, it's uh, fine. Uh, someone remind me to come back to Danny's comment about um, transfers. I want to do that in the second half of the show. I want to stick with this for a second. Um, Hawaii in the uh, in the comments. Uh, Hawaii fifty three. Uh, an ex-viewer, formerly known as Twitter. Yes, we can get Twitter comments now. Isn't Restream great? Other than for Cam. Um, he's, uh, they have uh, put that the academy is crucial, absolutely spot on. But also, Alan has um, highlighted the fact that Nigel Clough hasn't done it yet, which is absolutely true. But I think the point of what we're trying to say here is that we've put ourselves in the best possible position to try and achieve promotion and to try and level up a division. But that's not been done over the last... 24 games that's been done over the last two three years yeah yeah it's like we said before i'd agree with that and why spoil something that's not broke at the moment you know let them do their time and come up through the ranks like cooper has done okay he's not uh, getting in the team at the moment but i'm sure his time will come and there'll be one or two others like abdullah and you know one or two krasinski when he's coming through, you know, it all bodes well for later on years, but let's concentrate on now. We're doing so well. We've lost one game. We're, we're playing really well. Let's keep up the momentum, you know, and look forward to the future if it happens. Final or should I say when it happens? When I think is a lot better than if, but uh, yes. always bets on this show. Pessimism is, is the call that drives <laughs> this podcast, if you didn't already know by now. Uh, final comment for, from Martin before we go to the, the, the break, and then we'll come back and talk transfers uh, and uh, player of 2023 and things like that as well. Uh, who says, uh, the core of the side, Pim, Flint, Brunt, Maris Clark and Davies Keeler Dunn, uh, and Aikens, absolutely class. Then look at who's around them. Quinn, Macca, Bowery, Lewis, etc. I can't say there's one superstar in our squad. We have a group rather than individual stars. Also, Craig, it's about time Steve recruited you in the media team and got you in the commentary stand with Martin Shaw. I've been there, done that, uh, but uh, call me. Uh, right, shall we take a quick break and then we'll, uh, we'll come back and uh, talk all things transfer, shall we? Yes, we shall. Break time. Play me the jingle now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're with the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight. If it's the first time you've joined us, where have you been for the past seven years? Isn't it wonderful what happens when you start winning some games? No, honestly, your company is... Um, is welcomed. You're always welcome to come and join us whenever we are live. We are at MTFC Matters on most things social media. And if you're listening to the audio version of this and you've never watched us live, have a little look on social media and come and join us. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or X, whichever one you want to call it. And maybe Instagram soon as well. Plenty of social media channels for you to uh, get involved. Right, uh, let's talk transfers, shall we? Earlier on, we were talking um, about uh, whether or not we should do business in January. There is a big risk, uh, Alan, isn't there, about um, potentially trying to keeping keep up with the genders, so to speak, because you know it does get to this time of year. You look at the teams around us: your Notts Counties, your Wrexhams, your Stockports, who will all want to invest, who will all want to add quality to their ranks for this promotion push. But there is a danger, like Mansfield have done in the past, of keeping up with the Joneses, and it left gone. And it sort of uh, coming back to bite them on the backside, for want of a better phrase. I'm thinking Nicky Jose and George Grant. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. And I don't think there's any need to do that. I'm sure Nigel and his team have got either, you know, one or two in mind. If uh, And like you said, he's going to see what happens after the crew game. You know, see if there's any more injuries to, uh, you know, influential players, as it were. But I'm sure he's got his finger on the pulse and he'll do exactly what we need to do. And I would imagine John and Carolyn will back him to the hilt. The comment I was talking about or referring to, Clive, uh, before the break from Danny was have to disagree about us not doing any business next season. Uh, we have some ageing players on the wrong side of 30-plus. And will Will Swan be able to complete a league, compete a league above if we go up? And, and also, I think that potentially applies a little bit to the back end of this season. I think we're fine in every other area rather than a striker. But I don't necessarily think that needs to be a striker that's scored 10, 15 goals this season and poached from another side. I think it's more on just ha having bodies in there and giving us peace of mind, isn't it, rather than quality to the ranks? There's always going to be churn. And there's always going to be players that move on and players coming in. That's a fact of life. And it would be foolish to consider that we don't recruit in the summer. We have got one or two players who are reaching that age where, you know, it's a wind out rather than a wind up. And I think we've got to uh, recognise that one or two players have not found the form we were hoping from them, Swan being one of them. Um, but we have to find that mix of established players who have, you know, have become an integral part of the success so far this season and some new blood. And it would be foolish not to go looking for new blood. And in fact, if that's the case, if that was the case, why do we have all the investment in recruitment as a, as a, as a business? You know, we should always be looking for new new players with a view to the transfer windows and any other opportunities that come along. Well, at the moment, we have the luxury of having a good squad um, and the, the squads that are fit to play, uh, squad members who are fit to play are playing well, um, with the exceptions we've spoken about. So there's no pressure for January, 
But I think it would be folly not to look for an opportunity for someone who can score goals in January. Um, I was picked up by one of the posts saying uh, there's a big difference between a striker and a goal scorer. Well, forgive me, I'm at the age where I can't differentiate between the two. In my day, we used to have centre forward, so forgive me. But we, uh, we, we have a situation where, as a club doing well, that's the time to capitalise on it. Because now's the time that players will want to come and play for us. We are in a damned if you do and damned if you don't know situation as well, Cam, when you, when you look at it, because we, we've got, we are, sure, I think personally we are sure on, on strikers. I don't think if called upon, Will Swan would be able to hit the ground running as much as he could, but he's a good option to have in there. James Gale's hit and miss in terms of development and injury. Mikhail Abdullah, obviously untested, but has, has got bags of quality. But when it comes to the crunch, the longer we go into this season, the closer we come to d-day as it were the the end of, of the campaign the more the pressure is going to be on do you want to put that on young shoulders so you're damned if you do and you, you you're damned if you don't because on one hand you bring a striker in you spend money and you're just doing it for the sake of it and on the other hand you've got so many players coming back in defensive positions that it frees up other positions to go and play in other positions i'm thinking your likes of jordan barry stephen mclaughlin who two weeks ago was completely out of the picture and he's now back in the frame callum mcdonald to, to add to that we've got so many options to move around and fit in it's not like picking up a charity shop jigsaw and finding out that three of the four of the pieces don't fit it's we've we've got a, a, a proper jigsaw from a reputable source where all the pieces do fit and make multiple pictures yeah and I get the point about sort of like saying that we don't need to dip into the market. And I don't think we do right now, as in whilst we know that uh, we've got players coming back, but the problem is we don't know how long Callum Johnson is going to be out. We don't know how long Reese is going to be out. We don't know how long James Gale's or Gale's coming back soon, but we don't know if he's going to be in the same place that he was development wise he might not be completely off it and then will swan i'm not saying it's been a waste of space this season but he's not even got close to what he was last season for whatever reason and if for example i know a name that's been battered around quite a bit is lee gregory came along he'd be the you, it's it's one of them you're thinking like oh, he's 35 year old but he's one of these players that has been there and done it. Would you take him? Yeah, I'd probably take him anyway. Regardless of whether we actually would use him game in, game out, he's just another option off the bench if we needed it. Because it a, sorry to interrupt you, Craig. Uh, Captain Craig, Cam, there is another issue, and that's the potential yeah. to lose a player because another club wants him. Mm. I mean, we've heard this week that Longstaff is subject to a two million offer from Coventry City. Now, I have to say that if he's worth two million, DKD is. And uh, uh, if someone came to the club with two million pounds uh, to pay for him, it, I'm not sure the club would want to resist that. So maybe um, maybe we have to think about that as well. Well, yeah, exactly. I think. And, uh, as for um, uh, Swan, he uh, injured himself signing that contract. The poison pen, isn't it, when you sign after a successful loan spell? Uh, Alan, going back to the damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario as well, another thing to sort of add into the mix, you know, we were talking about Stephen McLaughlin there and saying, you know, two weeks ago he was completely 
out of our picture. We have got players in our squad, which we've spoken about over the past three, four weeks or so, who we would, you know, potentially move on if, if we were the ones who were in charge in, in January. We're talking specifically Hiram Botang, uh, John Joe O'Toole, um, and, and that sort of ilk of player. But at the same time, when you get... The, the reason we are so good at the moment and the reason we've got so much confidence is we know that at the back of our mind, if we needed to call upon their services, if we needed to call upon their services for just one or two minutes, we can. And if you take them out of the equation, we can't. And then panic and anxiety and fear and all of that stuff gets in the brain. And then it becomes a mindset battle. So you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Football, it's a beautiful game. But also, sometimes, it's an absolute... Yeah, and I think I don't think Gregory, if this is only my opinion, I don't think Gregory will be coming. I don't think Smith from Sutton will be coming. I think Nigel will have earmarked somebody else, probably not quite so well known, who will come in and do a job if needed. But that's only my opinion. Uh, let's keep these comments coming in. Uh, Jody says, not County will be busy finding a new manager and the second in command. We need, to, we need more goals, but look at our lads queuing up to score. She's now this. DKD, Maris, Oates, if he's fit. Clark, Quinney, Aikens, Brunt, Johnson, Flint, Macker. I even think that Christie would have a punt if anyone if given the chance. Anyone coming in needs to, needs to be superb and much better than the brilliance we've got. What a great headache to have. If slash when we hit League One, we definitely need some new recruits. It's a great time to be a Stags fan. And that point in the middle of that comment there, Clive, the list of goal scorers, it is... Like you said, difference between striker and forward. We don't need a striker who's going to score 10, 15 goals because you just look around and everybody's contributing. We're not a one-man band. We are a bloody orchestra playing one hell of a tune. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Very good. Uh, <laughs> and Clough's the, Clough the conductor. We, we, um, the reality is we, there's no room in a, in a team that Clough puts together for a... Uh, a one-trick pony like Danny Johnson, um, we, and that's that's borne out now. So we're not looking for someone who can just score goals by being in the right place at the right time, because that's not Clough's method. Clough likes players to work the socks off, and it's proving to be a successful method. So you can't knock it. And the fact we're scoring from all over the pitch tends to be because we haven't got that single goal getter. So we have to, but they're not frightened of having a go, which is an improvement on previous seasons, I think. <clears throat> but just going back to the question about ins and outs, we have a couple of players that need to be shipped out. and It's unlikely it's going to happen because of the salaries these two players command. But Boateng's not really lived up to his potential with us. Um, and I think he needs a new challenge. And then John Joe, well, he's probably one of the highest play, play, paid players on our books and he's just not figuring, is he? So the, the club would benefit enormously if those two players were to move on. I just don't see it happening. I genuinely think that we actually, even what I said about um, having them there in the back of your mind for, for one minute, I actually still think we could afford to lose them. We've, don't forget, we've got Anthony Hartigan out on loan as well, who we've, we can call back if, if we needed to, and academy prospects and so many players who can play there. George Williams, you know, the, the list is absolutely endless. It's such a nice headache to have. 
Uh, Marie says Swan's confidence must be knocked when he's sat on the bench and Nigel sticks Flint, Flint up front for 20 minutes. He's not done that for a while, to be fair. Bringing Swan on with five minutes left won't get the best out of him. Um, also a comment about signing players over 30 from Martin. Flint is 34, but John doesn't like signing players over 30s slash mid-30s. I think Aidan Flint's an absolute anomaly to, to what our recruitment policy is anyway because of who he is, where he's from, etc., etc., etc. Sometimes the right player it, it's regardless of age, so that's a, uh, an irrelevant one in, in some respects. But I don't know. It, it, there is so many things and so many ways we can uh, we can go with it. I guess the, the main thing, Cam, throughout this transfer window, there is going to be rumours about our players going. If there's an, un, like Clive says, if there's a, an offer which you can't refuse um, for, for DKD or any of our players come, come to that, then of course you accept it because um, it's the right thing to the club, a la Ollie Hawkins and George Lapsley this time last year. But I think the biggest thing is to not get swept into those conversations of, oh, well, this person's not started today, so that must mean that this person's going. Oh, I've heard this rumour about this person. Just focus on what is on the pitch and what the job is on the pitch. And that is not losing a game and maintaining the momentum with that top three, the automatic promotion places. Because I couldn't give a toss about where we finish in that top three. Of course, winning the league is great. I just want to finish in it. Because if we finish in it, it means we go up automatically. And that's all anybody could want. And I just don't want anything, Cam, in, from transfer talk or whatever to di- distract from that. Because it's a mental battle this month, this, this month of January. We have to stay focused. We have to. We do. But I also think because of a previous season where we have recruited in January and then the cer- certain recruits have then derailed our season and essentially cost us promotion. I'm not saying it's all down to them, but it, it just seems that whilst it was going great, it was great when they didn't perform, everything else went a bit tits up. So, which There's is a got- difference, Cam, isn't it? In the previous seasons, the January window, we've been quite desperate for players. Yeah. We're not desperate at the moment. No, not even close. I don't, I think even even with the injuries, all right, we'd be pushing it if we were without Johnson and Oates for more than a couple of weeks. I think we'd end up bringing maybe someone in on loan till the end of the season, just just as cover because they're both injury prone and whatever. But we don't have to get anybody this January if we really didn't want to. We've got a good squad and we've got we've got a good bench, and it it. It shocks me to say that because it's the first time in God knows how long that we've had options on the bench. You look at Stockport on on Monday. We were all kind of just a bit like, what's going on with that team? Oh, you think about it, like Nigel said in his post-match, it wasn't the fact that we were resting players because we were, but the players that were coming on to replace them, they're not like second-string players. They're all first-team players. They all deserve a place on that pitch, but we've just got to make sacrifices sometimes. And he gets that we're not not being hindered by playing players off the bench uh, as, a, as a starter instead of a an impact sub, for example. We've got that flexibility that we can rotate our squad. And all right, frustrating to lose Oates and Johnson the way that we did on Monday, but the players just slotted straight back in and we didn't look any different to what we were before before then either. Counter argument 
Wilson from Danny, who says, we're screwed if DKD goes or gets injured. Top scorer with 14 and Aikens with nine. Mm. Yeah. What do you make of that, Al? Uh, no, I, d- I, I don't agree, personally. I don't think we would be screwed. I think somebody would step up. And that might be the time. I mean, who knows? That might be the time for Swan to come good. Because he'd probably, unless he's already got somebody in place or in mind, Nigel, that's, you know, he could step up to the plate. And who's to say he's not going to get goals between now and then? He's done it before. He's a proven goal scorer. He knows where the net is. Because last year, you'd have put your mortgage on him with a one-on-one, wouldn't you? But it's just not Mm. happened for whatever reason this year. But it doesn't mean to say it won't happen between now and the end of the season if he's needed. That's the beautiful thing about football, Clive, as well, isn't it? That everything can change in, in an instant. You know, it's it's such a finely balanced game. And yes, you know, we are second in the table at the moment, two games in hand, two points behind, a superior goal difference over the team in third, uh, which I believe is Wrexham at the moment. Um, but, you know, you look how tight the actual division is, you know, beneath that. It will only take, like somebody mentioned earlier, a run of draws or you know a run where we do add a couple of defeats in there or or whatever for us to quickly slip back down to seventh or or outside the playoffs and somebody else to gain momentum it's just about keeping focus and not getting too carried away football can change with the with the, with the turn of the tide it can but again if you're not to, if you don't allow yourself to take a a glass half empty look at the league table i mean i prefer the glass half full approach we are in a good position on Saturday. We could be top of the league because the game difference levels out against uh, Stockport because they haven't got a match. We could be top of the league. Different sort of pressure there. Um, but our form will stand a couple of knocks. Um, the teams that are coming up towards us, there's a bit of a gap after the first three or four teams at the moment. But the teams that are trying to get in there do not carry with them the reliable form that the top three have had. I can see Tranmere picking up a bit of uh, form at the moment. Um, crew are capable of doing it. Um, but there's nobody, including, you know, Notts County, that have got that sense of, re- of relentless reliability that we've managed to a- a- acquire. Um, and before that, it, you'd say Stockport were relentlessly reliable. They had a few injuries on Saturday, they didn't play as well as they could, and we didn't allow them to. And that's there's no reason to look over our shoulders at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, well, we'll be looking over our shoulders in a couple of minutes' time when we do podcast predictions. But let's wrap things up for the main chat tonight. Last minute, last uh, opportunity for you guys watching the live feed to get any comments, questions, or opinions in uh, in now. We'll address them at the very end of the show. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about, though, Alan, is uh, 2023 Player of the uh, the Calendar Year vote has been put on the club by social media uh, on so on social media today. Um, you can only vote for anyone that's played for us in this season, though, which sort of defies the point of a calendar year vote. Uh, but uh, pedanticness aside, um, there's uh, two contenders for me, and I think you might as well just rip the award up and uh, give it in half and give it to Jordan Barry and Christy Pym jointly. Yeah, I'm going to say everybody's got their own opinion. I think uh, also, I think Maris, personally, with the, uh, I know he hasn't played as many games as the others, but he's so influential 
when he plays, in my opinion. Because, I mean, it, it, it'd be my first name on the team sheet every week if he was fit. So, I think he comes into the reckoning. But everybody will have different ideas, won't they? That's the good thing about football. I agree with Barry and I agree with Pim. But, uh, you know, we'll see what people choose. DKD must be in there as well for his goals. Otherwise, it wouldn't be where we are. Yeah, Cam, you nodded along to that. I think one thing with that is, of course, when people do score the goals, it's it's often them who get the headlines, isn't it? Yeah. And get, get the plaudits for awards such as this because they're fresh in the mind. They're at the forefront of everyone's mind, Cam. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't want to be that guy, but I, I just don't see anybody other than Keeler Dunn winning it. And I, I just because of the goals that he scored, and it just seems that he's very much the poster boy of the club at the moment. And um, me and Ellie have this joke every week. You can tell that DKD scored because he's always the bloody wallpaper Wednesday whenever we've won and he's scored every week near enough. Which is fair enough. You've got a good player that's one of the most informed players in the country and we've got to take advantage of that. But yeah, it's, it's very much going to be... I, I, I agree with the Pim and the Bowery thing uh, and the Maris. I, I just think that purely based on his goals and we'd be a little bit buggered without them. Uh, I think it'll be DKD that takes it, to be honest. One word answer for you from you, Cam, on this one. Let's see if your influence uh, pays off. Who do you want to see on Wallpaper Wednesday next week? <laughs> <laughs> That's got him. Um, Charlie Minogue. Flint. I want to see Flint on there. Okay. Uh, Clive, let's go back to that as well. Uh, just also talking on Aidan Flint. Uh, as much as Cam talks about DKD and uh, we talk about Pim and Bowery, Flint will be up there because of the influence that he's had. And he'll also probably win the vote because Sarah, who I work with, spent a good hour just refreshing the vote and clicking Flint today. <laughs> there's, there's half a dozen players have merit enough to be considered for player of the season. That's a tremendous situation to be in. And no one's mentioned Aikens. Now yeah. there's quite a few. I think Ant I mean Comments, Everybody yeah. will have a different opinion, and that's the good thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think if I would have no objection if ultimately uh, Pim, uh, Flint, Bowery, DKD, Aikens were awarded man of the season. I, I really have a player of the season. I really have no problem with that. I don't think it matters that much because, as you say, Craig, it's always a matter of personal opinion, and there are players that you like for no other reason than that you like them, and that you're going to vote for them. And, um, and I think, uh, you know, Maris is a great player, but he's capable of having a, a innocuous games as well. Um, and I think uh, you look at the players that probably should be in there, the ones that give you that reliable involvement just about every game. And my personal opinion is why have a vote for a calendar year and don't include all players that have played for us in said calendar year. I just want to vote for Danny Johnson. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell right. me, did did Naughty play for us at all in 2023? Don't <laughs> you out of the chat again. Don't you out of the chat again. Uh, let's go to some final comments. And there's a question in there which I'll put to everyone before we do podcast predictions. Uh, running swiftly out of time because we know it's Cam's bedtime. It's well, it's past Cam's bedtime now. Should have been asleep. At, it should have been in bed at 7 p.m. Um, after the Hollyoaks uh, omnibus finishes. Uh, Mitchell says. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sell DKD and, and Swan now needs to start uh, a few games in a row. Um, 
Uh, where else are we? Uh, Martin says, Maris is so underrated, never should have been on the bench at Wembley. Uh, starts every week with me, Quinn and Clark. Uh, Marie, Brunt has been really impressive so far. Took a few games to settle in, but he's proven himself now. Can't disagree. I thought he's, think he's been sterling in midfield as well since he's played there over the, uh, the Christmas period. Uh, Ross says, it's been nice to see Swan getting a few more and getting match sharp. Um, Paul says, good listen, cheers for me. Flint and Pim have been the two standouts. Uh, Pim has got to be up there. Mr. Penalty Shootout says, Danny. Jody says, football can change, but we're in a brilliant position. Nigel seems to have the lads singing from the same song sheet and very galvanised. There's somebody that's listened to all seven series of the show. My vote for player of the season, this this player of the year is tricky. Christy Pym, great slash crucial saves. George Maris, he's a battle man with a football brain. And I love Quinny, 37 and flying through the air uh, to get a header. Uh, Ross says Pym for me just for being an S-house against Peterborough. Um, and uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, keep your comments uh, coming in. Really appreciate them tonight. Last uh, question before we do podcast predictions. I'll give put this to all three of you. We'll start with Cam, then go to Alan and finish on Clive. Uh, Ricky says, any signings you would like to come in, any in particular? Cam, I'll start with you, then Alan, then Clive, in that order. Uh, I'd potentially like to see another striker in. I just just to give us that option, be, just because Swan and Gale haven't produced so far this season, I don't, and we don't know what's happening with Oates yet. So I think a striker is what we need. Happy with every other position though, and a left back for once. Never, we don't actually need a left back. How have we got to this point in our Mansfield Town like universe, and we've not needed a left back? We've needed a left back literally every season since we started doing this podcast. And then this season, uh, Jordan Bowery and McLaughlin and McDonald have actually like performed. It's a miracle. Alan? If we can get one, that's fine. But other than that, give Swan a fair amount of time to produce some goods because I think it's still in him. My fine. opinion. Clive, what about you? Yeah, Alan's right. I mean, Swan's been... We've, I've been dismissive of Swan because what we've seen on him hasn't been good enough. But there again, he's not had the pitch time. Uh, last season, it was it was a revelation at times. So, yeah, you can't throw him out. But we um, we do need the cover, I think. And uh, if if I was God for the day, I'd like the, the lad from Sutton. Um, I think he's too good to drop through the trapdoor with Sutton if they go down. Um, he'd be a good acquisition to our squad. If I was God for the day, I'd play the podcast predictions uh, jingle. Oh, wait, I've got connections. <laughs> so will they win, lose or draw? And what will be the score? It's the guessing game that brings you zero fame. But to be the best, you must outguess the rest. So will they win, lose or draw? And what will be the score? In the League or Cup, you just make it up. Because they're just works of fiction. It's podcast predictions. Will they win, lose or draw? Yes, it's the guessing game which brings you zero fame. If you're new to us, we've been doing this for seven seasons now, seven series of the show, Podcast Predictions. All ah. different, uh, I know how, always takes on a different form every single season. Uh, this year, we've handed the reins of the point gathering over to uh, 
uh, to Ben, who's been doing a sterling job for us. Thank you so much for, for doing that. Uh, and we're always after the, uh, the outcome in Mansfield Town's favour, the scoreline, and, of course, the uh, man of the match this year. Um, I can tell you that Jim, who was the guest on our New Year's uh, podcast, uh, he won last week. He was the top, the, the leader uh, after the, uh, the, the round of games in terms of the only the, the Stockport scoring. But the, uh, the person who's leading the Mansfield Matters group at the moment is Alan Wilson storming away on uh, 79. Nick of Mansfield Town Shirts fame is on, seven, he's on 61. Clyde yeah. is on 60. It's me on 55. Uh, Tammy's on 35. This is what happens when you don't turn up or use the link in the description. Yeah. And some bloke called Nathan Edge is on 12 points. Who, to be honest, Cam, I'm delighted with that because he, he's, he's won every single he won every single year prior to, to last year of the, the Mansfield Matter group. So I'm glad he's on 12 and that he's forgetting. How, how, can be a, how can a blind man be so good at predicting football matches? I mean, he's obviously not that great because he's, he's not done it since the start oh, yeah, of the season. Don't, don't underestimate Nathan. He's just ordered himself a dartboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> All joke about a sport that I don't give a shit about. Uh, right, and on, and on that, I'm going to find you 10 points for, for giving a darts reference. Uh, right, uh, Cam, you've not been here for a few years, uh, so I'll start with you for your prediction for uh, for Crew. Uh, of course, at home on Saturday. Only one win in six, but going strong in the league. 11 wins, eight draws, 60 feet, 41 points, occupying sixth position. 2-0, uh, Stags win. And Lewis Brunt, Manic Match. Good choice. Clive, you're next. I was going to go 2 0, so I'll change that to 3 1, win, Stags, DKD. Alan? I'll stick with 2 0, my initial first thoughts. I always go with my gut, George Maris. There we go. I'm going to agree with Clive. I'm going to go 3 1. Uh, we're, due to, we're due to concede a goal, I think. Uh, and I think crew will be a tough test. 3-1 uh, win, though. And my man of the match, I'm going to go with Aidan Flint. I think he's actually going to pop up and uh, produce the goods with a goal. So, uh, Aidan Flint, my choice. With his head or with his feet? You what? With his head or with his feet? Buttocks. I'll leave that to the imagination of Sarah, who I work with. Um, <laughs> no. If you want to play along with uh, podcast predictions, you need to do what, Cam? See if you can remember. You need to get your prediction in an hour and one minute before kickoff, and no. need to, it needs to be done using the link in the description. Absolutely. You can always find it on social media as well the day before the game. Please do uh, get involved with, uh, with that. Uh, so far, we sort of had this. Uh, we're going to wrap things up uh, now. Um, we were talking about this, Cam, on the uh, the New Year's episode in terms of halfway point in the season. Um, how are you pleased? Are you? Uh, what, what's your overriding thoughts at the halfway point? Very. Nobody cares. Right, moving on. That's almost time for the end of the show. Uh, obviously, to uh, get rid of him just for old times' sake. You should have known, Cam, that gag was coming, right? I wasn't sure if you were going to do it because you did it to Clive earlier, but um, yeah, terrible. Do you want to finish? Do you want to finish your, finish your yeah. so, statement? Yeah. Uh, Nobody wants that. Right. That is all we've got time for.
this week's Mansfield Matters podcast. My thanks to Cam Felton, my thanks to Alan Wilson, my thanks to Clive Parkin, and for you guys for watching and for listening uh, at home. Really do appreciate your support, as always, here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Um, and hopefully the Stags can get three points on Saturday. When Crew Alexandra come to the One Course Stadium, of course, former stag Lee Bell in charge of them. Played under Nigel Clough as well, so there's a little bit of a, a tenuous link there. But the only thing that matters is focusing on supporting the boys, making some noise at One Course Stadium and winning another game. Win and we go top of the league. Let's try not to get too carried away with ourselves at this point in the season because there's still a lot to be played. But let's be honest, pessimism aside, it is one hell of a ride so far this season, and it is beautiful to see. Don't forget to get involved with podcast predictions. The link that you need is in the description. As Cam said, you need to get involved no later than one hour and one minute before kickoff on Saturday afternoon. And, of course, keep following us on all things social media to find out when we're next going to be live as we reflect on that crew game and look ahead to a double header. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast following the journey. Why? Because no matter where we are in the league, Mansfield will always matter. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.